All right, whoa, yeah, welcome to this episode of Black Beat Podcast. No, we're unapologetically black in our efforts to put forth content and information about our communities that would uplift them and inspire them to move to a greater place. This afternoon, we got a guest, a special guest, Mr. Posey, James Posey, from the, the president of the NAACP Portland chapter. Mr. Jarrell, what is it about Mr. Posey that you'd like to share with us today, you know, and tell these people a little bit about this man sitting in here? Well, there's a lot to say. Um, I'll be honest, when I was reading your bio and I was told to cut it short, I was struggling because there's a lot of good stuff. So <laughs> this is what I came up with. <laughs> uh, James Posey has lived in Northwest Portland for 40 years after a tour of Vietnam. He has worked in mental health after receiving his master's in education from Wichita State. James is the owner of Workhouse Construction Metro Inc. and founded and worked for various organizations to help the, the advancement of black people, including the NAACP, the Black Parent Initiative, and much more. And yes, there's a lot more. <laughs> ah, man, I, I know. Is it done yet? No. <laughs> okay, no. go on with it, bro. <laughs> yeah, there's too much. I couldn't. It's still Mo. Yeah, <laughs> lots more. And he is currently a member of the Community Oversight Advisory Committee for the I-5 Rose Quarter Expansion Project, and sits on the Work Systems Inc. Board of Directors. Right on. Well, hey, hey, y'all, welcome, my brother James Posey, to the show today. And hey, man, I am so man when I. Heard heard you you got this seat in this bed i said oh boy it's time to go to work this boy always got people working absolutely <laughs> yeah welcome james to the show today man uh, thank you. uh and congratulations again man for that uh that win you know which was victory tell us a little bit about it man uh how you feeling about it all today well you know uh john first of all thank you for yeah. inviting me i mean I didn't know you was this sophisticated. <laughs> I didn't know you had all this going on. You like, funny. <laughs> you know, I didn't know you just drove trucks for a living. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, you build yourself as a media guy, and you're the real deal, man. Thank I mean, you, James. I want to let people to know you're. I mean, this is no, this is no uh, low riding stuff. No, man. Uh, no, no. It's uh, flying high. So I, yeah. I, I want to thank you for inviting me and. Um, you know, uh, just to be honest with you, you know, um, you know I, I, this NAACP thing uh, was um, something I was not necessarily wanting to do. You know, wow. I'm, yeah, you know, I'm 77 years old. Yeah, you was ready to go out to you retire, know, right? I wanted, to, <laughs> I wanted to take over your fishing spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a boat, James, and you know I got enough room for you. Yeah, well, you you know, I, I'm still waiting on my fish. That's another story. That's well, another story. We'll yes, sir. We'll talk about that off the cuff, right? Yeah, we'll talk about that. But uh, the NAACP thing uh, is not something I necessarily wanted to do. Um, but, you know, here's the deal, man. We, uh, as a community, we have to really appreciate the institutions that we have. We don't have that many. Yeah. And um, if we if we neglect those institutions, hmm. trust me, something bad's gonna happen in those hmm. institutions. Hmm. Unless we those of us who have a moral conscience, we we're about community. Uh, and want to see our community do something better than what it's it is as as I um, as I read in my accepts uh, my uh, my uh, installation ceremony uh, we have the highest incarceration rate. 
we have the uh, highest disparity in education, our health disparity, or the highest, we the lowest in home ownership, hmm. uh, we are the lowest in business ownership per se, uh, we broke, we have the lowest wealth uh, uh, number than any other uh, ethnic group. I could go on and on and on and on. Well, yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. uh, we're in trouble. Trust me on that. Can I ask uh, a question? Sure. Are you surprised? No, I'm not surprised. I've been living it all my life. I mean, huh. I mean I've been living this all my life. I've, I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. And if you all ever been to Indianapolis, right around the corner, Shit, boy. St. Louis, it's a place of madness. I know that. South of uh, <laughs> Chicago, uh, Cincinnati, it's all in the midst of all that craziness. <laughs> Everything that's possible that can happen in that city. Yeah. I ain't trying to hate on my hometown, but at the end of the day, if you can live in Indianapolis, you can live anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> they say. Except so. for South Carolina, you can't live. Oh, oh, hey, oh here we go. Here we go. We can match Carolina. all that. Yeah. We can match. No, it's not about matching. Y'all come after us. Oh, okay. <laughs> we, we the oh, Confederate oh, States. And it begins. Red can be. Yeah, well, the, but the, but the, you know, San Tony sitting over there, he talking about the bottom but, down there in Miami. Yeah, but the, you know, the point I want to make is nah. the black people... Uh, across the country are living the same existence. Yeah, man. Regardless yeah. of where you, whether it be Florida, whether it be uh, uh, Oakland, it's we're planned. all. You know, we. It was a plan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but you know, I'm not here. I'm not here to talk about ain't it awful. I'm yeah. talking about what we can do. Yeah, that's that. that's that's what I'm thinking. Because because yeah. well, it's always going to. You know, I mean, uh, uh, we we should. We should be very, very cognizant of the fact that we've been able to survive all this mess. Oh, talk to me, baby. Yeah. We, or, that, yeah. or that mess that came just before this, which, oh. well, which had yeah. me in a, you know, kind of shackled. Oh, oh yeah. That was yeah, a serious yeah, yeah, mess yeah. as well. Well, even even that ride over on the boat was a testimony to our Yeah, yeah. Survive, I'm trying to you tell know. you. Only people that could <laughs> survive all that. that. All that mess that we are. And, you know, have you guys saw the... Um, the movie with Will that, that yeah. oh yeah Terrence was talking to me the other day Emancipation oh, I mean, Emancipation like, man that was that that's the land was, that I was uh, born ooh, in Lord all that swamp land and all like yeah from uh, Carolina uh, yeah you, no no Carolina are you, are you a Geechee I'm a Geechee okay, I'm a Gullah yeah I'm a Geechee I didn't know I didn't know I, well that's alright we all yeah we all got that root in that blood well my my point in the end I'm going back to the NAACP it was uh, yeah it was a vehicle. It's a platform that was out there for the taking. So what inspired you, James, to want to look in that direction? I mean, because after all, the sister that was running things over there, uh, <clears throat> she seemed to have a, a sense or a grasp on what, what uh, sort of direction she wanted to take the NAACP. Is it the same direction you want to go in, or do you see a need to, to change directions with the original, with her plan, and are you coming with your own plan? Well, I'm coming with my own plan. I, I, I mean, I, I, you know, I've been doing, like I said, I've been doing this for a long time. I, I have boots on the ground kind of experience. You know, a lot of people want to play this. They, they want to use the, you know, you look back mm -hmm. at the leadership of the NAACP. And it's people that are, you know, want to use it, put it on their resume. They want to uh, use it as a stepping stone to other places. They want to do everything except what they're supposed to do with it. Uh, and I'm, I'm not that guy. Uh, as I told people in my in my little speech, this is that this is not James Posey's NAACP. This is your NAACP. Yes, sir. It's, it's ours, right? It's a vehicle for you and your community to use to make things better. 
to to improve on our condition hmm. and uh, 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 you know it's no you know situation where James Posey's gonna sit up there and sort of like demand all this stuff this is a lean in on the part of everybody in this community right and I, I intend to operate it in such a way that if you want to work in the NAACP if you have some issues that you want to you know you want to uh, execute on that's the key word execute yes sir today that, you know all that yeah yang talking yeah with acceleration uh, yeah yeah they're suiting all that yeah. stuff no that's that's not where we're going with this yeah it yeah. will be a boots on the ground uh i can give you an example of the, of the boots on the ground thing uh that NAAC office up at the Lloyd Center set vacant for two years almost. Oh, wow. During the COVID time? Really? <clears throat> I understand uh, to some degree uh, why it would be. I mean, the whole Lloyd Center is set vacant. Yeah, I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, yeah that's another economic yeah. disaster. But at the end of the day, we we cannot along, uh, afford to have any resource set and still. Yeah. Uh, because we're already behind. And and uh, we're going to make that uh, NAACP available to the community if they want to have meetings there. Mm -hmm. Uh, the other day, um, uh, the other day I was um, went over to uh, Matt Dishman and I saw um, Mariah Taylor. You all know who Mariah. Yeah, Taylor I do. Is. Yeah, over at Matt. Yeah. yeah, you know, I was struck by you know she's on Facebook and sometimes I see this woman out there, a woman 83 years old out there trying to rescue the broken. Hmm. Uh, you know, she's out there trying to give people shoes, trying to keep them warm, kind of, you know, going into these rough situations with people shooting each other. <clears throat> yeah. This is, a, this is a black woman, 80 mm -hmm. years old. And I'm asking myself, where are the black men trying to help this sister get this thing done? Ooh, there we go. You're, you done stepped right in the middle of it. So, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I think when we, we're sitting around here as black men, uh, we can do better. We, we can't let people like that who is basically risking their lives out here trying to help our people mm. at the lowest end of where we would be. I told her the other day, I said, I wouldn't go over there. I'm, I'm a grown man. And, you know, yeah. I, I, I pack sometime, whether people know it or not. So, <laughs> you know. Yes, sir. If, if I, I wouldn't go in there, well, how are you going to be going down in, yeah. uh, down in them holes down yeah. where, yeah. where everything imaginable is there? It's possible. And, and, and of course, her base is, is Christian stuff, and uh, and uh, you know I, I judge a person when they say they're Christian. I want to see them act like Jesus. <laughs> Otherwise, I ain't, I ain't buying it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not buying it. So anyway, yeah. I like a long no, story. but that's a, no. It's not James. I think that I think it's it's real. I mean, so have you identified some of the topics and some of the um, you know some of the uh, the image the the uh, issues in which you want to tackle? Uh, under course, your reign uh, at this point? Yeah, of, of course, of course. Um, uh, you know, one of the things that bothers me most is, is that we have a 50% achievement gap between black kids and white kids. Hmm. In other words, our kids is 50% behind white kids and their achievement in education. And now it's worse because of the pandemic. It works. It's gotten even wider. Yeah, so if you... If you if you extrapolate that out 10 years, hmm. our kids will not have a snowball chance in hell of competing in the economic market, in the housing market. Everything that we do 
rest on our ability, mm -hmm. our kids' ability to be able to compete. And make no mistake about it, it's a competitive process in which our kids have to survive. And if they don't have the tools to do that, this young brother just graduated from Portland. Yeah, man. Portland State. No, he, I think it's Oregon. University of Oregon. Oregon. University of Oregon. Yeah. My bad. No. My bad. That's all right. Good. That's all right. <laughs> don't forget me, but, but anyway. But, but your point is well point taken because, point, you know, so. the brother's in the mix, man, and we still working with them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So at some point, we have to make a decision that we're going to go all in hmm. on closing that damn gap. Excuse me. Yeah, language, man. But, acceleration. You know, I, I, I keep saying the word acceleration. Years ago, yeah. we had this gap, and, and now we're still sitting here in 2023 with the same daggone gap. So what's going to be different, Posey? I mean, we done had a whole lot of yeah, NAACP yeah, presidents, yeah, man, yeah, that took a shot yeah, at that hill or yeah. banged the hammer on that wall. What, 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 what strategies and what, what approaches are you going to use that's going to be different than anybody else's? Well, well John, you know, I'm an old military guy, huh. Air Force, and you know, been in the military. I can't give you my daggum strategy. But I know you got one because you've been around here too long without one. Have you? Just a general synopsis. Doesn't have to be well, specific, it, but a general. It, it, we got to use every tool in the tool belt, right? Yeah, man. You know, I, I, yeah. and I'll be honest with you. For me, uh, the state has not been doing their job. Um, the, the Department of Education hadn't been doing their job. Oh, not at all. This is a Jim Crow state. Well, no, Jim Crow State. Yeah, yeah. Oregon oh, is a Jim, Jim Crow State. state. But it's a blue state. Yeah, 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 that's what it I'm saying. It is now, but it, it's a Jim Crow so, State, just like Carolina. So, um, and they still operate that so, way. But listen to me on this just okay. a minute. Okay, okay. Just a minute. You know, for the last 40 years, the Democrats have been in control. Hmm. And people don't like to hear me say this, but all the misery of black people has come under Democrats. <laughs> You know, I, get, I get frowned on when I say that. Oh, uh, uh, well, no, I know you get frowned on. So think about me. Now, I ain't trying to carry <laughs> this over. I'm going to frown on you right now. <laughs> 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 but we, we ain't going to start the war. There's only one in, exit in and the other exit out. I mean, but, but the truth of the matter is the record speaks for itself. Yeah, man. They've been in control of this state for the last 50 years, and things ain't gotten no better for black people. I'm not saying that we'd be any better for, for, for Republicans. I, I mean, okay, I, okay. That's, that's, that's what I was going to Say. Okay, what I you say, like, Jerrell? I was gonna say if Republicans I, I, had it, would they made it any better? But we, we but he did. He answered my yeah. question. So we daggum sure be in trouble if them rednecks, them MAGA people, and all the other people get in. We wouldn't have a snowball chance in hell. But we should not hmm. let the Democrats off the hook. Yeah, man. Let me say that again. We, we should let nobody not, off the hook. No, that's we in office. Not let nobody. If things haven't gotten better, we have to. We have to hold their feet to the fire too, John. You got the energy for the run. Posey. I don't know. I'm, I've been blessed by God, man. Yeah, man. I'm trying to tell you, big. 77 years old. Yeah, man. Still looking swinging, good. Yeah. Swinging, swinging on this thing, man. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So what inspires me is people like this dude right here. You guys are having this meeting, yeah. having this conversation. Yeah. I do. Um, want, I do want to ask you something. So like going back to the whole education thing, the education gap. Um, there was something. I want to say a year, maybe two years ago, came out saying uh, what Oregon's going to start doing is instead of 
giving students like the education like in high school they're just gonna like basically let them go out and graduate regard like even if they're at like a lower yeah reading level and stuff like that it's like this new thing is basically they're just sending them out like giving them their you know high school diploma path of least resistance yeah they don't have the education (laughs) basically so and i like they get the paper you know but they they don't come out with the resources they need to you know succeed economically in in society yeah you know brother um you know you you understand the circumstances that we fall under under covid and the kinds of imaginations but as you well know when you get out here in the real world yeah and you can't form a sentence you can't spell what you're trying to apply for (laughs) yeah yeah you 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 can put it put all that to rest and again, I'm going to repeat, this is a competitive, capitalistic society. Mm. And, you know, I've been in construction. I've been in business. Mm-hmm. People are going to hire people that can help them make money. And yeah. if you can't read uh, the process or follow instructions based on what you're given and be able to be creative in your approach to how you do business, be, think in a, in a dynamic way, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. You, so, you, you feel me on that? This is not about lowering the standards or anything of that, of that, but we have to keep it real about what our competitive skills are. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. we don't play that when we get in the NFL. Yeah, we sure we don't, don't play that yeah. when we get huh. well, uh, when my, when my boy in, in, in Memphis goes up for that dunk, but yeah. he, he's going up <laughs> for a dunk. You, you apply all those same athletic principles to the, to the private sector, to the market, you know, uh, and so... All these years, people have been working to give us opportunity, and we mm. get to the plate, we can't make a swing at it. Yeah. That's, that breaks my heart. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you understand what I'm yeah. saying, John? Yeah, I do, James. Okay. And, uh, you know, in, in looking at the history, James, of over the last several reigns um, of um, executive, I mean, directors and chairs of the NAACP, um, how are you going to um, sort of dispel the image, you know, man, I mean, because you remember the image of Edie Mondanay that that was set forth, and then you had Miss Smith, who was the next one, who demonstrated a little bit more of a, I guess it would be sort of, I guess, more of the women's agenda to some degree, would you say, Uh, a feminist agenda, which, you know, I, I, I say lightly because I know Ms. Gehring, uh, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, for you, looking at how how are you planning on charting a course to begin to invite younger people? Because you know, all these yeah, yeah, historic yeah, yeah. organizations are struggling right now to get young people back to be sure. a part of it, so sure. and you so know, on. I, I don't have a, you know, I don't. I mean, honestly, I don't have a magic. I don't have a magic bullet, John. Uh, I, uh, you know, you talk to my wife. I've been to, married to this yeah. woman for fifty-seven years. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, you're married to a woman 57 years, she kind of knows you. Yeah, <laughs> you think. Yeah, you know, and um, my wife knows me that that I've always tried to be around young people. Mm-hmm. You know, all my crews mm-hmm. and I do uh, was young people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, young people don't have necessarily the experience, but they have the energy, and they're not tainted by you know, some of the things are out in the street and they have fresh ideas. And, and it really encapsulates the whole idea of diversity. I got young, old, and middle. So mm-hmm. you get a crew that, that, that you, you know, look at my, yeah. look at my uh, inst- installation ceremony. The people that I have chosen to be on my team, it's right. a broad uh, spectrum 
of, of people, including white people and Jews, Gentiles. And I got the Muslim brothers. You know, I was the one who argued the Me and Matt Marchman. I don't know if you know that or not. The Me and Matt Marchman. Would you say the installation ceremony you're talking about? No, when he was sworn in. Yeah, sworn in. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. You look, at, look at my crews. They'll be coming out. When you become a member, John, I mean. Oh, man, you keep saying But I'll tell you, I, I'm just a member. I'm already a member in waning. I just need to give y'all some more money. Yeah, no, well, when you become a member, you'll get all the, you'll get all the uh, wink, wink uh, information. <laughs> okay, well, he's holding us hostage, y'all, but that's okay. We seem to know what some of his strategy is. But no, nah, James, I am really, to me, I, you know, it's a real blessing to have a brother like you sitting at the helm over there and inspired to make some great changes. And I guess, as you well know, you're going to probably have to enlist a lot of soldiers and soldierettes that doesn't yeah. to get this, this job done. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I want to just, you know, continue yeah. on the line I was talking about you know people have already some of the women in this thing have always already accused me of being a misogynist I didn't even know what that word means and why I, you know I mean here's a man you know this and that uh, and I, I I had to take a look at it and uh, you know I'm old school born yeah, in 1946 yeah. mm -hmm. so you know a man had to yeah. be a man back then they still yeah. do today yeah, man. And I, I'm just that same individual I, that's that's out of the era that I come from so when you start talking about pronouns and, and all this other stuff that they're doing out here I kind of have to uh, take it for what it's worth but I'm not changing who James Posey is. You, 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 you. No, you know, James, and that's that's a real crucial intersection right yeah. there, man. I mean, because lately, you know, man, um, I just, I, I, you got a battle on your hand, because at least from where I'm sitting out of that, man, I mean, we can see where we came from, right, man? I mean, we had the affirmative action platform, uh -huh. and we had um, the um, all the civil rights plat platforms, mm -hmm. and we began to recognize when they started attacking that affirmative action platform, Platform, and then diversity came into existence. Mm -hmm. And they came to us, and I stickly, distinctly remember, man, having a number of agencies come to me because at that time mm -hmm. I was running some pretty uh, black-oriented programs, just specifically, culturally specific programs. And they came to me and asked, well, can we, are you open to try diversity on? And at that time, I didn't get a sense of what the agenda, the overall agenda was. Mm -hmm. But the agenda over the 20-year period of time that it was implemented, and then to recognize that the state of black America, the black America or the state of black Oregon. And when we put that one from diversity in the state of black Oregon together, we found that the data reflected that there was not much movement in the, in the black demographic on any of those platforms <laughs> over that 20 year period of time. And then all of a sudden you turn around and here come equity. Yeah. Well, well, John, you know, the thing that I, I, I want people, if they go back and look at who I am, where I've been, all the women that I've been associated with, give me deep respect, you know, and I go back to my grandmother. I mean, most black men know if they got a grandmother. Yeah. They, that's where you found, you know, you found your deep comfort. Uh, 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 listen, I, I didn't say it, but you find you go back to your grandmother. And the women in your family were the most powerful thing. I'm just being really honest with the men out there hustling, doing their thing. But when you, when you need to have some compassion and somebody to listen to and talk with, it's your grandmother and the women in your family. So nobody could ever tell me that 
I disrespect women in that regard. I, I know women can do anything a man can do for the most part, mm. except make babies like we can. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, other than that, other than that, change So I want everybody to know that uh, that you're not a misogynist. You know, <laughs> no, when they look at my program, they look who I I'm involved with. Uh, I'm going to make sure. See, because you can't be, you can't. Be against racism and be a racist in your approach to stuff. Huh. You can't fight against discrimination and you discriminate. Discriminating. Yeah. You can't. Do you do you make a different? Do you do you make a difference between uh, uh, racism, prejudice, and discrimination? Oh, of course. You know. Uh, you know. For example. Uh, yeah, I make a difference because a, a racist has power to affect. A person's life. We can, we can hardly can be racist in the same sense because we don't. Mm. As black people, we don't have that broad range of power to really impact somebody. And discrimination. Everybody is discriminatory. I discriminate in my kids. Right. Some of them get ugly. <laughs> some of them I like. Some of them I don't. Understand? I'm discriminating. <laughs> yeah. Because I get that shit out of them. I'm really discriminating. <laughs> right. all and prejudice and discrimination are basically yeah. individual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're individual built, things. You can apply built it into the system. That, but right? Are, yeah, is yeah. And the same thing. Yeah, yeah you're absolutely right. But here's a, here's a, here's a, th a through line is being fair and equitable, you know, yeah. being fair and equitable. I mean, when you go, when you through line that and you see that you're fair and equitable, I, I try to pe pe treat people like, I, I want to be treated. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That principle cannot be over emphasize in how you approach it. But I guess my thing is, how can you tell somebody about a tree that fell in the forest if you've never seen one? And when I keep hearing them talk about treating someone equitable, I, ain't, I don't even know what it feels like to be treated equitable. So how am I going to treat somebody equitable? How do we arrive to that well, place of treating others when uh, when we got no original... Well, um, first of all, you... you, you, you you know, the thing that I, I recognize in all the things that I've been around is that we our inability to listen. You know, I mean, I'm, we're sitting up here having this conversation. I'm, you know, I'm running my mouth. But, you know, if I don't listen to somebody to really find out what's, what's going on with them, I don't try to internalize where they're coming from, walk a mile in their shoes. You, you can't make that kind of assessment because most of the time it's all about us. We mm. talked about that you the know, last most time. Most times yeah, yeah. it's all about the, the difference you know. between listening and waiting for your yeah, turn to talk. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, or, or listening yeah, and, and so, waiting to have something to say. Same thing. So, so yeah. what, what, you know, you asked me what is my strategy. I plan on going out to our members, including you, when you sign up. <laughs> beat me down. <laughs> Give me the beat down, bro, but that's all right. <laughs> beat me down, but I love you anyways. It don't matter I'm to me. me. That's all right. You had that $35 check on the way out here. <laughs> you know? I want to give feedback. I want to hear what you got to say about how we're operating. Nah. You're a member. You're yes, a paid member. I want to hear yeah. about it. You yeah. know, I, I want to at least know whether or not, yeah. whether or not I'm able to address uh, Dress your needs or not, that's another thing. But I yeah. just want to know what you're thinking. Yeah. If I don't know what you're thinking. How in the heck am I going to actually respond to that? So you'll be getting a survey from huh. this NAACP about yeah. how James Posey is doing person, personally in my leadership role. Not only what you what we're doing as an organization, 
But we have to reassess ourselves. If oh, we yeah. Make, oh, if yeah. we want to make progress, we got not to be afraid of criticism, not to be afraid of charting a new path. Yeah. Now, that or, sounds all philosophical and all that. No, it ain't philosophical. I mean, there's some, there's some truths we got to live by, and one of the main ones we go live by is not so much about what we're going to take off the table as opposed to what we're going to add to the table when we sit down at it. Yeah. You know? And so I, I've always recognized you, Mr. Posey, as a strong leader in our community man is a strong advocate and I but I do believe you got your work cut out for you you know but who better than a veteran a seasoned veteran to be able to take the helm at this point in light of some of the difficulties we as a community are facing today so so I, I'm, I'm in support of you and trying to take that on but you know you're gonna need some more soldiers with you we all know that well, well yeah absolutely but John I, you know the people say this is crazy but I really do believe it's God, if God's for you, who can be against you? Uh, boy, now you, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, now, now you done dropped it. You done dropped it on the table. Nobody else, yeah. but it's in the room. Yeah, he just in the room, yeah, you know? Yeah. So if, you, if you're doing the right thing for the right reason with the right people, you have a high percentage of succeeding on where you're trying oh, to Oh, man, I, I got no doubt in you, James. No so, doubt with so. that. If you're taking that approach to it, I'm with you. Yeah, so, you know? and then I see you guys. I come in here and I see these young brothers and see you. you yeah, man. Trying to, I'm your age. Are you my age? You're 77 years old? Yeah, I'm your age. Eight years Oh, yeah. Earlier. You, you ain't quite not my age then, brother. Wait a minute, man. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You, know I mean? just, you know I'm just playing. Oh, I got that. I got that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but uh, you got any questions? Anybody else got any questions for, for James while you're there? About Dr. King saying that he believed he was leading his people into a burning house when him and Harry Belafonte was in a hotel room. Say that again? Dr. King said him and Harry Belafonte was in a hotel room and he looked troubled. So Harry Belafonte asked him, what's wrong with you, King? He said, you know, I believe I'm... I feel I've led my people into a house that's burning. Why do we as black leaders don't want to admit that integration messes us up, man? Because we had our own movie theaters and all that kind of stuff. Well, it's a, that's an interesting question. Uh, I, uh, you know, we, we're talking about gentrification over in Northeast Port, and I've been living down there on, on Rodney and... Uh, Right, you know where I did down yeah, on yeah. Rodney and Stanton, mm -hmm. right across from all them three mm -hmm. churches. There's more devilment down there between the three churches than, <laughs> <laughs> than you ever no. wanted to see. <laughs> but, but the truth of the matter is, we were forced into those areas. Hmm. White people we wouldn't let us live anywhere else. Then Redlining, we, all, yeah, that all that stuff. Yeah, we we were forced into it. It's not like. We made a choice to live in Albina and do all that thing. They wouldn't let us go nowhere else. So we had no we were choice. We in Vanport and then yeah, come yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, way. yeah. So I, I don't want to, you know, I think we have to have black community. But uh, at the end of the day, we have to recognize that's where we were forced to. And then, I mean, me as, a, as an American, uh, I want to be able to live anywhere I damn well please, just like white people. James, what does the NAACP mean to you in all these years of your participation and now that you're at the top of the helm in this chapter? What does the very inherent definition or construct represent to you? It, it, rep it represents a legacy that people have died for. Lots of people. People, I mean, blood has been shared. I, when I talk about these other groups, all these uh, people from overseas and everything. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, King was sh shot. 
um, Rosa Parks, and all of them down there, all the legacy. Them brothers that went, went down to Mississippi for the Freedom Ride, they dead. Emmett Till, going down whistling at the white woman. This is blood that's been shed. I don't know if people really understand that. People have died to get us to where we are right now. Used to be as a member of, of a, in, in AACP, the members, it used to be much more secretive because once you were a member, you were also a target. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and that's still to the day. Hmm. I, as a president, I can't see the membership roster for that very reason. Right. If, the Clay, if the KKK get a hold of the membership roster and wants to target our people, there's a very, quite a bit of secrecy over who's a member and who's not, et cetera, and for that same reason. Wow. But I, 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 I got to tell you, I got to tell you, you know, my heart breaks. I, I, we, we're coming up on King's holiday, and I have to take a deep breath. I wonder what King would say about what we're doing right now. Yeah, yeah. So would, would he be pleased with what we've done with his legacy? Would he be happy with the progress mm. we've made? Would, would he, would he, what would he, what action would he take now when he look around and see mm. all the things that are going on? And would his heart be broken? Or would he be satisfied with our performance as black people at the, now that he shed his blood? So that's the thing that swirls around in my head. What can I do to make King and all those who have died for the legacy of the NAACP feel good about how we move forward in this organization? So you asked me that. No. And then there's the other thing. The legacy of our father. No, here's another thing. I, I, I don't want to pull out my little phone here, but I got a little 18-month-old grandson. Wow, congratulations, Jay. You know, when I look at that kid, he, he ran around there looking all dumb and everything. Yeah, man. He didn't got a chance. Yeah, the innocence. Somebody out here like you, me, and all the yeah. other people are fighting yeah. for his existence on the face of the earth. Because we, 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 you know, you know, I hate these uh, environmentalists talking about, you know, the climate change. We're on the verge of extinction if we don't do something about it. Oh, boy. You just magically... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We have to do something about our position in America. Now, make no mistake about it. You know, I mean, my son have this argument all the time, and I agree with him that we still live in the best country on the planet. But that being said, it's all relative because we're still on the low totem pole of all of the benefits that this country has to offer. Are you, so saying, that's where I'm going. Are you saying the best country for black people? Well, I'm saying, I'm saying if, you, if you look at all the parameters, um, you know, I've been all over the world, and I've been to, um, I, I mean, I've been in the military. I was in, in uh, Germany. I, I lived in, in Germany. I was in um, uh, North Africa. Uh, you know, I, I've been all around the world. Uh, we still have the highest standard of living of any country. I mean, I wouldn't want to live too many other places. I, I can't yeah. think of too many other places where I would want mm. to live. And, and I've never really lived in places like Ghana, which people tell me is, uh, has, you know, some real opportunities and so forth. That's our homeland, Africa. Huh. But um, I've already, I've, I've put my stake right here. I ain't letting nobody take me nowhere. If I want to go to Africa, that's my choice. But at the end of the day, I've invested in this country, and I ain't letting nobody take my, uh, my, 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 uh, my privilege of being an American away. 
That's just how I feel. You Mayor Riley, so James, and I'm so, I'm so, man, I'm so appreciative of the service that you've rendered, you know, over the years and continue to endeavor to support us, to grow us, to commit your life, your legacy, your family, your finance, your time to the advancement of us. And hey, man, much respect and appreciation for you in this effort, man. And I do appreciate you taking a minute to come on the show, man, and shout with us about some of these things, man. But I can tell you, I will get you that $35 check before you get up out here. But no, but more importantly, more importantly, you'll get my commitment. Yeah, John, I, you know, I man. appreciate that. And I, I, I'm kind of disappointed. These guys ain't beat me up and they ain't asked no questions. No, well, they about to because uh, it's just, they done sat and listened to you for a second. But the posse, I, I didn't open the door to you. I was trying to protect you for a second there. We're giving you the benefit. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> you talked about right from the beginning. Okay. And when you mentioned Martin Luther King, King was one of the people that would always say, uh, do you have a problem or does the problem have you? Mm -hmm. And he talked a lot about that. And, yeah. and I, I, I have been in places where Martin Luther King was down south because um, I was born in Carolina. Mm -hmm. So I hear what you're saying. But the, the question I always have is, um, do you know that it, it has only been in the last 14 months that the federal government has outlawed lynching? Uh, uh, yeah. And it yeah. took a, an executive order by the president that's there now to do that. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. It's very important because not outlawing uh, lynching means to some degree that it's okay with a lot of people. So, brother, I, I'm, getting your, I'm getting the sense that you're asking me, we really haven't come that far since slavery and all. That's what you really are saying. I no, think that's you, not what, okay. really what, 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 what you're really saying. hearing. That's okay. not what I'm Okay, what are you really saying, saying then? I'm, I'm sorry. What, what I'm really saying is, you know, I, I come from a place where, where I'm always considering the color of law. Okay. Law is, is, is the thing that pushes us down more than anything. The minute okay. I step inside a court, Bubba knows this to be true, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm guilty before proven innocent. You yeah. know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. so it's not about being a victim, but it's about recognizing that when I say that this is, you know, I built this country. We built this country. Mm -hmm. So, yes, we belong here. But you remember when when uh, when Lincoln died? You remember uh, who was the, the took over as president? Mm -hmm. yeah. Who was, was that? some Jefferson guy? I mean, with some some guy Andrew Jefferson. I mean, Johnson. Jack Johnson. Johnson. I'm Andrew sorry. Andrew yeah, Johnson. Yeah. Okay. And he was a slave owner. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So he turned back everything in the Civil yeah, yeah, War. Yeah, yeah. He turned it all back. He pardoned like ten thousand Confederates. Yeah. And we are we we are under the yoke of the color of law. And, you know, I could make all kind of moves all day. The most important thing I can do, though, say I go over to this brother here, or I go over to Bubba, or I go to Jarrell, the most important thing I can do is, is start to ask questions and be a part of their lives and how they look at the world. Yeah. I can't dictate to folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm still trying to get to your, your point, and I mean, I'm just being real. Well, my point is, is that... I, you know, we can sit here and we can talk about all the things that we haven't done. Mm -hmm. We can talk about how far behind we're on on the mm -hmm. educational scale and mm -hmm. all that. But until we can learn how to love and care about each other, I worked out in the Columbia Villa for 10 years, mm -hmm. gangsters, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Where, when are we going to learn how to love ourselves enough to move forward? 
Yeah, I'm magic. I'm I'm certainly in line with you, and I, you know, that's why I was so attracted to Farrakhan and uh, Do for Self. Uh, Take care of your own community first, and I'm still, I'm still in line. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just trying to share with you. I worked out at Columbia Villa. You know, I was on a construction crew out there. You know, typically people didn't even want to go out there because it was, yes. it was concentrated mm-hmm. in black people. People were afraid to go door to door out yeah. there in yeah. Columbia Villa. So you know, you're not talking to anybody that. No, I know. No, no, I understand that, but I'm I, yeah, I understand. I understand that. But listen, on this, I. I uh, when I had my, when I was, when I was signed in, and I, I saw people show up to my uh, installation, people who I casually run across, they showed up in support of me and the organization. There is a deep understanding that we do have to love ourselves and, and appreciate who yeah, we are. Uh, yeah. We have to be proud of where how we've gotten to where we are and we have to take care of ourselves how that's well we take care of ourselves by investing our time our energy and our money on the streets with our people it's like you guys got yeah yeah that, guys, that's all right but you know you guys <laughs> the executive director you you you, 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 the, you, you the, the, the name of the organization you're with Oh, I, I mean, I'm, you, I'm one of the founders of the Miracles. Well, the Miracles is a good example. I remember when uh, 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 Salzman was trying to get the yeah, thing. Yeah, Dan, no, he's no, the no, one who he's the, the one, one who yeah, right, 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 the right. Money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are people over here. He's one white man, but what about the black people? I'm the person that. Uh, uh, I'm the person who really got the Elks uh, re- remodeled the first time around. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, that's our, you know, we have to love ourselves to be yeah. willing enough. I must have spent $20,000 of my own money yeah. trying to remodel that day. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, I couldn't go in there and get a, a, a hard drink off of them joints out there. So, you, it's, you know, when you go, when you give yourself to your community, uh, and when you begin to make sacrifices for your family, and make no mistake about it, our community is an extension of our family. Well, no so, question, no you know, question. But you, you're talking about what we need to do, but I'm asking you, how do we learn how to love ourselves? Well, here's what, here's what we got to do. We got to be with one another. I, I, I learned to learn my grandfather, although he cussed me out every time he see, he said, he told me I wasn't worth two dead flies. Every time I, every time I worked with him, but I learned to love him because I saw, I saw his commitment to taking care of his family. Yeah. I was with him every day. Yeah. I'm on his garbage truck, yeah. throwing garbage off the mountain. Yeah. I learned the man. Yeah. I learned, I yeah. learned why, why he had to come up from the south. Yeah. You have to learn your history. What they have to go through, see the pain. But I, but I, see, the, see the pain. I'm a gullah. I, 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 I know that, but I'm, I'm always interested. Um, it's sort of like my mama taught me when I was 12. She died when I was 16. She sat me down one day and she said, "Just because you're my color, don't make you my kind." Well, that's absolutely right. That's right? absolutely that's so, absolutely right. So we're we're, we're not homogeneic. We're not all no, the we're same. Not, we're not no, we're not monolithic. Question. We're not monolithic. Yeah, but I get a little bit uncomfortable when they start dropping that, because when they start dropping that, that's simply that's implying that we don't have principle. You know, Sorry, the thing that's cut. Say that again. 
When they start dropping what? When they start dropping that, that whole part that y'all was just talking about here, you know, that, that part that says, hey, you know, there's this fragmentation or we're not monolithic, we're not one of a kind, you know, you know, we're not all the same. Yeah, we get that part of it, but it almost implies that we can't come together and stand under one principle for, for a common cause, you know? But, but, but let, me, let, me, let me just overlay. No, I'm not saying that you are, but that's what it seems to have boiled down to most of the time. Let me try to overlay this. You know, you you all 10, 15 years back when we had Crack Alley up on. Oh, yeah. Worth. But nobody wanted to dry down Alberta. Nobody wanted to do right. that. Y'all understand that. You understand that? Cubans <laughs> did. We go to Reverend Williams Church. So, guys. Yeah, Cecil, right? I heard some of them brothers who I know was doing crack. And as a consequence, they stole my equipment to get their due. They did everything imaginable, but I didn't stop hiring them because one or two or three of them broke through from that. They had enough respect for me to do my work and still, and still uh, not steal from me the way that, but other white people would not hire these dudes. They would, their record was too bad. So when you start talking about love, it's a love for my people. I have to make that sacrifice, and I still came through okay. Those are the things that when, when you start talking about how, you have to take, a, you have to, you have to invest in your own people. Why, how do you expect anybody else to invest in your people if you're not willing? If you to don't, invest yeah. In people? No question. I mean, and, 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 and even without a doubt, okay. even uh, Jarrell, you had a, you had something you want to make coming real quick. Oh, um, I was just th- like. Yeah, okay, I'll ask the question. So, um, you saying, you know, you're invite you're um hiring, you know, crackers or whoever, um and then you talk about like white people don't. Do you ever feel like the people that did take from you stuff like were taking advantage of you? Like or anything like that, you know, during that time? He was taking advantage Well, you of know, I I I I, I <laughs> you know, I fortunately for me, you know, I, I used to work at you know, I was one of the first drug and alcohol treatment council black treatment counselors at Walla Walla State Penitentiary. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I understood the issue around drugs really? and dependency and and how it takes. That was Leo Piccoli so, and them cats up at Hilltop, you, man. You, you, Tacoma. Yeah, that's where that so all you, come out of the Indians. So deal. you have to understand, and you you already know. Well, that. I do that now. Yeah, I'm certified by the state now. Yeah, yeah. To deliver well, uh, drug and alcohol services. Yeah, I, I did that in Walla Walla State, and I, you know, so I understand that people have, you know, these addictions. It's just like anything else. You know, I. Um, you know, we we are we are frail human beings. You got to understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but James, when you're looking down that pathway, man, and not to interrupt you on that part of it, but that's another pathway where I see that there needs to be some momentum. I mean, this issue around gang violence and the killings that we got going on, the domestic stress that we got going on. I mean, substance abuse is is a main core issue of it all. But how are we going to begin to? Are you looking at these issues and topics yeah. as a member as the uh, chair of the NAACP today. Yeah, I was just going to tell you right, right up, right up, right from Jump Street. I'm going to be down at the legislature trying to get these uh, these records expunged for for cannabis, and you know, people don't mm-hmm. want to acknowledge. So, okay, so you expunge the record. So these a brother stays in jail for ten years 
what's going to make up for that? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. how, how do... Trauma. Yeah, yeah trauma. Yeah, what's all the reparations that base. for these yeah. brothers who were in jail for stuff that these people were selling cannabis right down the street from you now right. making millions of the dollars off of it. This brother went to jail. Uh, he's got a, he's got a, a uh, um, you know, felony. Felony, right. On the thing. The color he, of law. His, his whole family has been destroyed. His or her whole family's been destroyed. Who's going to address that? They can't piecemeal that. They have to come mm. correct on how they make these brothers and sisters. Right on. Yeah. So right on, James. Something that, I mean, these are huge issues. Make, no, no, no. Make no mistake, mistake about it. Yeah. We ain't going to want to do that. No, they ain't. Oh, boy. Them. They ain't going to want to do that. There's but no listen, incentive for them. Who else could do that better than the NAACP? Who has the national presence to be able to bring those forces to bear on these so-called liberal white folk, the Tina Kotex of the mm. world? Who best can do that, John? Mm. Me and you. That's Everybody right. Come sitting on around this table Come on, man. can bring that home to them. Yeah. Nobody's going, even our black politicians ain't going to go on there because they want to get their next election. But you and I, we can't be afraid. You we can't unapolog- afford fear. You're unapologetically black. That's right. That's what it means to be unapologetically Man, don't, I ain't mad at you, and I ain't apologizing. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I will be standing down there with you. I know that. Nope, no other stuff y'all got? Y'all no, man, yeah, we got, got some more stuff, got, but anyway. I got one. I got one, so. Here he goes. I'm yeah. scared of yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> you the youngest amongst us, right? <laughs> so, you know, we talked about legacy earlier, and when I'm hearing about legacy, my my thought immediately goes to, okay, how do we continue this legacy? And, like, I know that, you know, my generation, that's, that's our job now, you know? That's right. So my question to you is like what is the nd NAACP doing you know to get you that legacy and getting you know my generation the black youth like involved so then we can continue you know continue making that path that you you know that sure. you've been doing so i i think uh, a brother like you you got the right career path john john understand this uh, the bible says something like uh, our people Paris, Paris for lack of knowledge. Mm. You know, and mm. having the ability to share what the good things are about our community and our history is very important because they, they wanna they wanna put it under the under the ground. They wanna cover everything black people have done good up. You know, this whole CRT thing is no accident. Mm-hmm. Critical race theory. Yeah, yeah this, this yeah. critical race theory. Oh, they don't yeah. want to Come be confronted with all the things that we've done as black people. Yeah. Uh, next it, month is Black History Month. It's been outlawed in six states. Yeah. Well, so that's in many parts that's our fault. We ought to press the agenda about how great black people are. We have to get that out in front of our own people. We have to convince our own people. When I was going to school in the fifties and sixties, they had Tarzan and Jane and had us run around. The that's jungle. right. And mm-hmm. that's embedded in me. That's a tape that's embedded in that's the right. kid about us not being able to do anything good on the on the planet. Like Amos and Andy. The Amos and Andy. Yeah, it was all this bullshit going down. Stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. You young people who have the ability of technology and internet and TikTok, instead of y'all being on there shaking y'all's booty and putting your titties <laughs> out there, excuse my French, put the stuff on there that's meaningful to change our mindset yeah. about who we are. You yeah. ask me how you can do that? 
I like to see your program out there talking about the history, about mm-hmm. you know when you when you when these guys are out here rapping, uh, talk about rap about something that is meaningful for your children because you're gonna have some. Trust me on that. You're gonna have. I plan to pushes me. So I plan to. I know you are. So <laughs> you got to be thinking about your destiny. You're talking about legacy. Think about destiny. Mm-hmm. So forward-looking stuff is just as important as looking backwards of what we've done. You put those two things together, you got a powerful agenda, young man. That's well put, James. Uh, you know, man, and, and, and I do believe that I don't think we'll ever get the status quo to acknowledge their contributions upon the trauma that, that lays within us. Um, and I would think that before they do that, before the system, before quote unquote white America, capitalism, however y'all want to see it, Republicans, Democrats alike, I think that before they acknowledge the, con- the, the contribution, before they accept it and embrace it and publicly acknowledge it, they'll probably make us disappear before they acknowledge that. It would probably be a better effort to to just move us out of the way so they don't, because if you go all around the world, the biggest message he has to hear in reference when he starts preaching his salvation or his righteousness, the first thing the world says, we can't acknowledge you because we see the way you treat your people of color. So with that said, James, um, we aim to support you in treating the people of color with some dignity and respect. And we do appreciate and support the fact that, hey, look, man, like the, like the sister down there who was uh, Black Lives Matter down in Oakland when I was listening to her get an interview and the cat said, well, I understand you pushing for reparations. And she says, yes. And the cat says, well, if you did get reparations and you had a bag to give your people, what would be the first thing you would put in it? And you know what the sister said? She said, I'd put an unlimited mental health card in their bag first. Yeah. So oh, that's a good thing. I just want to say to this young man right here, right on the table today as we speak, we have two mem- black members of the school board right here, right here now. Um, critical race theory is not being taught in our current public schools. Our black kids are isolated. They don't have no idea who, what their history is. If I was a young person out here today and I wanted to impact the system, I would be at every school board member. I would organize a process by which we would be in front of the school board to make sure that black history is taught and taught in such a way that really tells the truth about who we are as black people. And it would be good not only for black people, but be good for, for right before the country. So be good for everything. Yeah. Right here, this, we have two black school board members who, are, who don't have the support they need to have to push an agenda to benefit where we're trying to go with our community. And I don't believe equity is going to help us get there. Okay. So, but anyway, y'all, let's, uh, y'all understand what hey, I'm hey, we do. And again, folks, um, y'all, we uh, appreciate Mr. James Posey coming on the show today and sharing with us his wisdom and insight. But we are certainly looking forward to some strategic changes and development over his reign at this point in time. Hopefully he's going to help lead us into some uh, some 
answers to our questions. Again, Mr. Posey, we appreciate you coming on the show today, man, and thank you very much. And you have a wonderful afternoon. Thank you. And, yeah, man, and congratulations again. Life is life is moving in the right direction, as I see. Yeah, press on, John. With much respect to you, too, Mr. Posey. You're doing a good thing. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. I'm closer to your age than I'm not, so. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that doesn't really matter, bro. <laughs>